Up is Down, Left is Right is sponsored by Republic of Texas Insurance, specializing in affordable medical insurance packages for both individual performance artists and group policies for theater companies. Republic of Texas Insurance can handle all your life, health, and general liability insurance needs. Check them out at www.repubtxinsurance.com backslash arts. Hello and welcome to Up is Down, Left is Right, a Theater Jones podcast. I am Brian Wilson with my tag team partner, Mona Lisa Amadar. Howdy, Mona Lisa. Howdy. <laughs> Today we have the stars of Swimming While Drowning, uh, which is opening this Saturday, 30 November at Caramia. Uh, and we have Dominic Pesaconis and Jay Davis Jones. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Welcome. So this is a, this is a super interesting and timely play. This is about the, the struggle of a teenager. Um, tell us a little bit about what the story is about um, and, and what drew you guys to the work. Um, so long story short, Swimming While Drowning is um, about these two teens who find themselves at a homeless shelter for LGBT youth and just sort of how they connect and learn from each other and grow from their experience together. Um, and it was one of the first scripts I read in a long time that I like really saw myself in and um, felt bigger than than just me. And um, it's just there's so many layers. It's joyful. It's heart wrenching. It's poetic. Um, so it was just a really challenging piece that I wanted to tackle. I think for me. Um this show really stuck out, especially because I didn't expect to be cast in it at all. Um, you know, I was surprised when I got the call back because of my gender, um, but it was cool that, you know, the plot was kind of like adjusted, I think. It wasn't really the plot was adjusted. It was like, you know, the story was a little bit adjusted, I think, and the angle was adjusted. And what drew me to this show was that it was, so close to home as far as my own experiences and some of the struggles I've been through um, being LGBT um, and, you know, having a background. I've also experienced, you know, what it was like in a homeless shelter um, and to have a show that, I mean, perfectly puts into words everything that I had gone through is, you know, I had never thought, I didn't think anything like this could happen, you know. And and this is you know before we went on air you mentioned the word resilience that it's 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 more than it is a, it is a story about two teenagers but it's more than that and it's the to a degree of the common human condition of struggle and resilience um, tell us tell us a little bit more um, what you what you meant by that when you when you said it's 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 about resilience as much as it's about these characters I think that the reason why I say it's about resilience is because. I think the situations that they're put in, being young, being 15 years old, you know, a lot of times these kids wind up on the streets or whatever. They don't know how to, they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They, you know, the story is about two people trying to survive the things that they, you know, are like, they're having the rug pulled out from underneath their feet, but somehow they're still surviving. Somehow they're still figuring out what it means to love, what it means to, you know, last what it means to have a family what it means to be alive and 
they're they're surviving through this. They're being resilient through all these adversities. Um, and I think anyone, regardless of their age, could relate to that. You know, the feeling of overcoming an adversity. And even just being um, who they are, you know, re leaving home because of their sexualities and, and being who they are is resilience in itself. Yeah. Like not not pretending to be something that they aren't. And that already shows how strong they are, that they've decided to face whatever comes their way just to be who they know that they are. Yeah, especially because they're so young. Like, I remember myself at 15, I certainly wasn't that comfortable, you know, and being myself, you know, I didn't really even know what that was. So to have two people who are so sure of themselves and so willing to face these struggles, knowing that the odds are all against them, you know, is such a beautiful thing to see characters that are this strong and willing to go through it. So you mentioned a little bit about uh, changes in the script. Um, we know that the play premiered in 2017 and has changed or evolved um, from that original to what it is now. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the playwright's involvement and uh, and how those changes were done? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so the original script um, was about two young cisgender males staying in a homeless shelter um, who are gay. Um, but I think, maybe this is easier for you okay. to describe. Cause so we were lucky that Amelia was able to be with us during mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the beginning of the process when we were yeah. Yeah. going through the script and doing table work. And he really found a way to edit and add things that made Mila's character specifically more open to being trans male or non-binary, not specifically just um, cisgender, um, without like putting a stamp, like without announcing it too. He found a way where it makes sense, but we don't have to necessarily say it. Um, and it just sort of changed the context of a lot of the material that we didn't change, uh, looking at it through this lens. and. Yeah, it's just amazing that Emilio was so willing to change things, and and he's here with us now with Protect as well, and he still, you know, will ask adjusting. questions about the script he's never done with it, and so it's been amazing um, having such an open dialogue about it and being able to open it up for more um, actors to be able to, to play it. That's great. I mean, I feel like that says something not to get too meta, but about about the play and what the characters are going through and also what you guys have. The, the, the thing that's springing in my mind is this um, Pearl S. Buck quote, uh, which is, none who have always been free can understand the terrible, fascinating power of the hope of freedom to those who are not free. And so you have these two kids who are trying to find that freedom, right, and choose to leave home because they can't find it, and they'd rather take their chances at a homeless shelter um, then, you know, stay in a place where they can't be free. Um, and, you know, also the author is willing to, you know, change, change the story, um, to allow you the, you know, kind of more freedom to perform it in a way that's true to you. Um, what, 
does does that idea of, of freedom? Uh, I haven't seen the play yet. So you know, does that idea of freedom and the and the search for freedom is that something that we're watching these characters go through? Most definitely, um, because they're still they are still kids and they still have dreams and they still have hopes, and you see that in the play. There's there's a lot of moments of like what they wish their life could be like or what they want it to be like. Um, so there's still a very much hopeful aspect to the play. It's not just this like sad story. Um, yeah. Because that's how kids are, you know? It's always looking forward to the future, like how can they find a home? There's a line in the, the script, um, looking for a home that's more than just walls. Um, there's also one that's um, looking for the boy that I'm trying to free. It's like Mila's character, but you know, I think he's always talking about like some aspect of freedom and, um, the character Angelo is always looking toward the stars, trying to look for a better day. It's always about freedom. Like, how can we get off of this raft? You know, how can we, how can we better ourselves to get out of this situation and grow? And that's throughout the whole show. Are both of you from Dallas, or is the is Dallas home? Um. Yeah. Well, I'm originally from. Dallas, Allen, Texas specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but I moved to New York last September and then I was on tour and I actually left tour to come back to do the play. So I've, I've been here for a few months with the play. Um, but yeah, originally Allen, Texas. I um, was a military brat. <laughs> um, so I've been in a lot of different states, but I consider Dallas home for sure. For sure. I went to UNT in Denton, so the DFW area is just like my my place to be, I think. What's the, how is that um, meaningful to y'all to be able to perform this in Dallas? And what, what does that mean to you? Well, reading the script before the changes, it was already clear that it was close to home because Dallas does have such a homelessness problem, such an LGBT and just youth in general, homeless problem, and, and um, violence against trans individuals. There's just a lot that is happening right now in Dallas that when we read the script, it was like, this is happening to us, which is why the, it was changed to take place here. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, I'm sort of reliving moments of my youth by playing this character and remembering um, like the LGBT youth group I used to go to when I was in high school and how much that helped me in how much I wish more kids knew about, about the services and things in Dallas that can help them. Um, and it's really helped me. I feel like I've been doing a lot more outreach myself and more research just on the services that are here for LGBT youth and just getting to be a part of educating people about that and showing them that they're not alone has been just an incredible privilege and, and responsibility. I think for me, this show is so important because, I mean, something that I saw in my own experiences, it was unreal. The amount of kids who were younger than me, who were LGBT, who were homeless. And it's unreal. And it's something that I feel like a lot of people don't think about, you know, often. They don't realize that it's an issue until you're put in this position to, you know, I mean, it, it's insane that the fact that you know, I was lucky being as old as I was at the time because the B-Sides kind of knew 
what it call, like who to call, where to go, whatever. But a lot of these kids are so young, they're, they can't get a job because they're too young, you know. Um, it's a necessity that a show like this happens here. It's a necessity. It, I, felt, I think both of us feel this responsibility to like, be the voice for these kids who don't, haven't had the opportunity to have that kind of vocal voice. Um, so a show like this for Dallas is like a milestone, I think, for sure. And Dallas definitely, especially Dallas theater around here, they always want to challenge, you know, how we think and grow as people with each other. Um, and so that's also why it's amazing to get to do a play like this here, because I know that Dallas, that's what we, we like to do. We like to challenge ourselves and our thinking. We like to grow and connect. I'd love to know a little bit more about you guys as actors. Tell us about how you got started in acting, what your career's been like so far. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have always grown up, I think, uh, like escaping somehow. You know, I was always the creative kid. Um, I always needed some kind of creative outlet. Um, and I think that's usually how it starts for theater people. Um, but there was this day in junior high um, you know, I, I didn't really talk to people. I couldn't really connect with people. I didn't know how to communicate. And there was a theater teacher who came to the school and he showed us a clip of Macbeth. And for the first time, I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, I knew it immediately. You know, I was always creative. So, you know, I was meant to be a theater kid. And from then on, I was just bit by the bug and it, it couldn't, I couldn't stop. You know, it was this way. I think theater for me was this way to be able to express the things that I, you know, wasn't quite aware of. Like, I, I wasn't sure how to express those things. I wasn't sure how to feel those sides of myself, you know, especially the things I experienced growing up, you know. And theater has, like, offered me the opportunity to be able to feel in a lot of ways. Because there's something about art that allows us to connect and you know, if art, like, especially the art that, the shows that I've done, I feel like something that's very similar in all the work that I've done is, like, this search to figure out what it means to be human. It's a like human condition, and something about theater just allows us the opportunity to express that. Um, I feel lucky that I kind of already knew, like, by the time I was in third grade, that I wanted a, a life as a performer. Um, so I was involved with it and my dad used to do it when he was younger and he was also a musician so I had arts in my family um, but I did it all throughout high school and then I went to um, I went to Colin College at first to get basics out of the way and then I, I studied musical theater and dance at Sam Houston State University even my Bearcat and <laughs> um, what was great about actually staying in state for college was I was able to work professionally in Dallas on my during you know on summers off and things like that. Um, and then after I graduated, I worked regionally here and in Houston and um, like Oklahoma and Oregon, just like around. Um, and then I moved to the city last September. Um, and then I booked the Hamilton National Tour, which is a musical parody of Hamilton. And I did that for about a year. And now I'm here. So I've, I've just been lucky that since I graduated, I've pretty much been able to do this or something involved in the art I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know, love it. <laughs> <laughs> what it what, you know, you've traveled around, Dominic, you've done a, a 
theater in different areas. Is there is there something unique or different about Dallas theater? You you mentioned that it's it's very challenging before, but you know you've been to a couple different places. Like, anything stand out to you as far as this is what makes Dallas a little different? Dallas to me, there's such a family in Dallas, and I feel like we, especially at least with Carmia, they take care of us. Like we all make sure we're on the same page. We all have more of a voice. It's so much more about the process of creating these worlds, whether it be this show or a com- you know, musical comedy. We have the time to do that. Um, whereas other places are great, but it's just a little bit more business, you know? I think Dallas has a great um, balance between, you know, the business side of it, but also the creative fulfillment and the family. And, you know, I've been seeing shows since I got back from tour, just as many shows as I can, because I just know so many people. Like, everyone just knows each other here. They care for each other. They support each other. And that's really what brings me back. Um, I just always feel like I have a family when it comes. I was, I also feel like something about Dallas is they're always trying to, you know, become more woke. Like, they're always trying to figure out new ways to be able to express you know, things that are going on right now, things that are urgent for us right now. And that's such a cool thing about Dallas is that we're just like growing a lot. You know, all these small theaters are getting bigger and bigger because it's so collaborative, because they open up these dialogues that I feel like a lot of places don't really open up or perhaps are too afraid to open up. Um, And I think that's what makes Dallas, especially a theater like Cotamia, so unique. Uh, Dominic, you, you mentioned that you worked in the city for the Dallas folks. You meant New York. Um, <laughs> and I want to, I want to ask a question specifically about that because it was something that was, I moved from DC to Dallas a few years ago and the first show I went to, um, the director, you know, they finished the show, big applause and the director comes out and says, well, we're going to do a talk back. And I went, a talk back? You get to talk to the, the actors want to talk to us, we unwashed masses. And then I go to all these shows in Dallas and they're like, are you staying for the talk back? We're having a talk back. It, is that, I mean, I was a little insulated being in D.C. only, but in D.C. we didn't have talk backs. I'm assuming in the city that there's not a lot of talk backs. Like, is that a unique thing about Dallas too? I think so, because the only talk backs I ever went to in New York were like, stage readings of friends pieces that like it was independent work. It wasn't these big professional companies. Um, yeah. New York is just so fast paced, which I think DC is also the same way. It's very fast paced. It's very like you have two weeks to show up. There's not really a lot of time for that. Um, but Dallas takes the time because it's not just about doing shows here. It's about the outreach. It's about how is this affecting people? What does this mean? It's just more than doing, just putting on a production here. And I think, I think checking in with your audience like that and hearing their thoughts, whether they're good or bad, or they didn't get something or they loved it, it it informs how how you continue to produce theater here. And I I think more markets should adopt it. I think we have more success in general. Um, if you you know if you hear from the people that you're that you're performing these shows for, so I always love. Talk back. I love that Dallas does community conversations all the time. I know that we're doing one for this show as well. Um, we're doing a community conversation on December 7th. And it's going to be about, about LGBT homelessness and just creating a conversation about that. And I just love that Dallas 
yeah, I just love that Dallas does that, that they open open up a chance for people to dialogue. It's such a luxury um, to be able to engage with the audience and with the, the artists that are involved in the, in the show. So I do love that part um, as well. Um, Jay, you mentioned moving around. Um, and this, um, this play touches on, um, of course, homelessness, but the idea of home. Um, I'm interested to find out what, your, what y'all's um, idea of home is. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because that's something that I feel like a lot of my character work has been about is what home means. Mm. Um, to me, I went to like 12 different elementary schools. Um, some of those times, I think the easiest answer is, I'm a military brat. That's the easiest thing for me to say because there's a lot of other stories and there's a lot of depth to yeah. every time have moved. Um, something about m- my childhood is like, at all points of time, we never felt like we could settle. You know, we're, We always have our boxes prepared no matter what. No matter where we went, we always were ready to move. So I think that's something that like home has such a deeper meaning and it took a while for me to be able to find a place that felt like that um it's crazy that now i'm in a a place in my life where i feel like you know like i've been living in dallas by myself and i've got this space and i'm telling myself i'm going to be here for at least two years it's going to be home i'm going to stay here going to stay put like you know the characters can really relate to i think it's just always feeling like you can never settle and being young and feeling like you can't have a place to breathe is terrifying it 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 feels like you know you can never feel you can never feel safe you can never feel like there are walls that could protect you especially if those walls are always being broken down by you know societal societal barriers and and adversities and and you know views on the LGBT and all this other kind of stuff that affects the home and affects where you can feel safe. And um, it's definitely something that is a theme throughout this show is this feeling of like looking for that place where home is and also discovering where that place can be within yourself, you know. I do think, because um, I I've, I've really haven't stayed in the same like, place from I think the longest I've stayed somewhere is six months in the last mm. two three years just because of how my career has been and even that has shown me that for me home is not only a sense of safety and comfort but there's a, a familiarity and a a um what's the word familiarity and a, a history yeah. um, so you you know when you're home with the with the people that you are your family or your chosen family, you all know each other. You know, you don't have to put up any wall or performance when you're, you're home. That's when you're truly yourself. And I think for me, like traveling around and sort of being a permanent guest wherever I go has shown me like, even if I'm staying with friends that I love, it's, it's not the same as being with my family and like, and having that history with them where you don't question anything. You don't, you don't have to think twice about anything. Like you already know how everything is and and where you stand. Um, 
so not having that is interesting and yeah well, it, it it sounds like the play is is um, very topical and and but also very broadly philosophic on kind of you know what is the nature of the idea of oneself you know and and where they fit in the universe. So I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time, and we're really looking forward to uh, letting people know about the show. Of course. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. This has all been right. very helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break all the legs. <laughs> Break thank all the legs. <laughs> we do need we do need an outro kind of something like that, Mona Lisa. Is it gonna be break all the legs or are we gonna let's just go with that right. now? If you we'll workshop it a little bit. If you guys have any better yeah. it, but we'll stick with break all the legs. Okay. Up is down, left is right is sponsored by the Shakespeare Everywhere Network. Shakespeare Everywhere supports artists all over the world in setting up their own theater company and provides marketing and ticket sales support, as well as helping bars, restaurants, and event spaces and booking shows at their location. Learn more at ShakespeareEverywhere.net.